because let's close. We'll, we'll close on something else with Dion. Go ahead. Must be the money. Couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. For Adam Huntsucker, for John Tabor, Shaw and Fox, we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Cleaned up their act. There isn't a single player that anybody can recall being academically ineligible or suspended for drug use. This at college campuses where half of them, by the way, half of them uh, are in places where at least weed is legal. Oregon, none of it's, it's not actually legal, but it's all punishable by a misdemeanor. No suspensions there, nothing. What a testament to the students, the coaches, the athletic departments. It is amazing how well behaved all these student athletes are. To get the rest of what Doug said, podcast it by searching The Doug Gottlieb Show. And as always, you can hear The Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. Josh McDaniels goes to the Raiders and gets nothing but crap from people. Have you watched the Patriots offense since he left? Mac Jones, as a rookie, engineered the number six scoring offense in the league. This year, he should be better. They're like 20th. And Devontae Adams is about to have more yards with Josh McDaniels than he did in any single year with Aaron Rodgers. Josh Jacobs is already having his greatest year and adding to it. Josh McDaniels, go look at what happened to the place he left The Patriots are unwatchable. They're going to finish fourth. They're bad, and it's because their offense is embarrassing and unimaginative. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Working together. Can pros and Joes work together? I'm a defensive guy. Can they find common ground? Is everybody this sensitive all of a sudden? You're damn right they can. And they're taking mornings to a whole new level. I'm starting to get a little antsy in my pants. I don't know how else to put it. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox. Coming around. It's our show. It's two pros in a cup of joe. Jump on board. Weekdays at 6 Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. 
Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Excited to spend the next 90 minutes with you here on Sports Talk at 97.7. Bex, good to see you. Yeah, good to be here, BC. Seen any deer lately? Uh, took a buddy the other night. We got him one. So, uh, yeah. little doe. Little doe. Little doe. Figured, you, yeah, figured yeah. you're killing the mamas out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, conference championship weekend in college football this past weekend. Uh, of course, Louisiana Tech uh, not present on that front. Uh, looking at Conference USA action, UTSA wins their second consecutive Conference USA championship. Uh, must say so myself. Glad to see those gentlemen headed to the AAC. Uh, got to see a lot of really good football games. I got the one that really stood out to me. TCU and Kansas State was a dandy. It was a dandy. Unfortunately, uh was on the wrong side of that one. Huh, uh, typical. It's a rough weekend. I mean, I, the betting get, you got to give it to Sonny Dykes. And that quarterback. Max Duggins, oh, he's a tough He's a tough guy. You know, they had a little clip out. He was a little emotional, said that one hurt, wanted to win that one. I can appreciate his genuineness. I can though. appreciate it. I think uh, I think it is more genuine. I saw some people being like, oh, that's fake. And I'm like, this ain't T.O. saying that's my quarterback, okay? This <laughs> I agree. is a guy that probably doesn't want to be up there grind, if I'm being totally honest with you. <laughs> I think if, if you got to think about it, they were had a perfect season going into the playoffs or going into this game and then hoping to go into the playoffs in a perfect season. And that was a game that TCU really probably should have won, came on late, and then gets stopped on the one-yard line like Friday Night Light style for the for the championship. I like, didn't know what they were doing gotta right there. That's got to hurt a hundred times more than getting blown out in that game. A hundred times more. I agree. Uh, listen, the reason I believe that Duggan was so genuine is like – Oh, because it didn't matter. Well, and he was still like, going to playoffs. And he looked like a dead man up there. Like He oh, was, he was gassed. Yeah. And like he took so many shots in that game. That last drive – before overtime, they got him down there. They scored the touchdown to tie it. Uh, that was so incredibly impressive because, like, he ran it down the field. And, like, yep. the few times that he did throw the ball, it was, like, shot after shot after shot in his ribs. And he just kept getting up, making plays for his teammates. And uh, that's, that kind of, to me, is what college football is all about. And, you know, we'll get into the transfer p- portal here uh, in, in a few minutes. And, you know, that kind of takes away from that old adage of what college football is all about. But, that was a really good game. I, I thought the Big Ten Championship was good. for Purdue kind of challenged Michigan a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Georgia handled LSU with relative Yeah, ease. a lot of people around here probably didn't love that. But I, to me, I mean, Georgia's going to win the Natty by 100. I, there's just no, I don't think there's a team that can compete with them. There's not a team that can compete with them. That's fine, you know. But it's they're, they're, they are a solid team. They've really only had one hiccup all year playing Missouri earlier in the year. But, I mean – you're a Stetson Bennett guy. I, you know, I was until I found out he was 25. That that changes things a little bit for me. I know a lot of guys out there are 25, but I kind of like. I him. mean, he's 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 got a little swagger, and, and you can Tapes, attach gotta, a word Tapes, onto that. I got to ask you this: Who is Stetson Bennett in the NFL? I think he's a career backup. Is he Chase Daniel? 
That's a great uh, question. I think he that, plays 12 years in the league as a backup. That, that, that is a great Is he Baker Mayfield, but he's a backup? No. no. He's so much more like Baker was so much sloppier than Sidney. Is he Brian Hoyer? Yeah, that's a great comparison. Here's my thing with him is is his he's one of those guys, that, I don't want to say a system QB. Could, could, he, could he be Josh McCown? Yeah, he could that's be. a great one. Get, get a little, a little run shorter. at times. Yeah, a little shorter. But he's one of those guys that if the guys – he's going to do the right thing if the guys do their job. you know. And what does it look like when he faces adversity? It's really tough for me to answer that question when guys go their whole college and barely lose. Yeah, but, I mean, he did face some adversity. I mean, he was a walk-on, then he somebody, had to go to Somebody Juco. will take a flyer on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he'll get a no, chance. No, I mean, but, like, once he was established. like Yeah, he's won He a has lot. the best team in the country playing with him. But So you're saying with him being 25 years old, it's kind of a knock as far as, like, being so cocky yeah, but it's field. Yeah, but it, it's not so much that I'm like, oh, you're better because you're 25. Like, I don't think that's no, how yeah, it I translates. Agree. But it's just like. I mean, you're in a locker room with dudes that are seven years young. You're, like, beating up on dudes seven years younger than you. Like, there's a little bit of, like – I mean, he's a small guy. He didn't look 25. Like, what does Stetson Bennett do on the weekends? I don't know. Because I assumed he was a big frat guy, like big partier. Not probably a, is. Not literally a frat. Probably is. He's got a little bit of that in him. And then now I'm like, dude, you should probably be, like, looking at your 401K and stuff, and you're is not he, a 22-year-old is college Is he into kid. more of the bar scene where, like, a uh, it's a little more low-key – He's probably honestly Couple. transitioned into, like, this is my job as far as, like, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm getting ready for that. I don't know if he's that guy. I don't know. He might I think not he's be. hanging out with the 18-year-olds. He probably I would, – that wouldn't shock me either. Oh, how old are you? Uh, I'm uh, 21. <laughs> 21. I'm 21. <laughs> you know, he kind of likes to yeah. sell it a little bit. How about Clemson? Like, holy cow, did Dabo make a monumental mistake by staying with DJ in that oh, I mean, that's South what Carolina was, game? Six games too late. Six games too late. And Klubnik's the real deal. Klubnik is the real deal. I like the kid. I liked him a lot early when we got glimpses of him. I think the first time Dabo put him in earlier this year when DJ was struggling, he drives right down the field and scores. And you just know Dabo was thinking. DJ struggles every year. Every game. I shouldn't have done that, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how. That's a that's a tough situation to be in. It, it is. And you know how loyal Dabo is to Maybe his Maybe he called Cumbie and said, how do you handle when people are chanting for another quarterback? <laughs> How do I handle that one? Uh, college football playoff final four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. I, I guess TCU is kind of the new blood into things. I don't know if they can really compete with Mi- – Michigan's so good up front in the trenches. Yeah, so, I, you know, I battle with, like, I want good games, but I also – Want new teams. Like, I just feel like if TCU – who do they play the first? Michigan. Okay, yeah. So, if they somehow win that game, then, like, TCU and Georgia is going to be a bloodbath. Blood and I don't want that. I but, think Ohio State can beat Georgia maybe. Just yeah. because C.J. Stroud's so good. Yeah. I think th- I, I think they certainly give you the best chance to, to upset them now. But I also want the TCUs of the world to have some success in the too. playoffs. I do, too. So I'm struggling here. I- I'll say this, too. I was so, so happy when USC lost on Friday night yeah, they, to Utah. Did they feel like – they felt empty. They I know he got hurt. Good. They never felt that good. Yeah. I don't know what it – it's the no defense thing. Like – That'll win you a lot of games if you score sixty points a game, but it just feels never like felt complete. Riley then is. you watch a George, a Georgia, and you're like, "Man, this is defense and offense. Like, this is a powerhouse." You know. Uh, speaking of Lincoln Riley, his little brother Garrett Riley, the offense coordinator at TCU under Sonny Dykes, was named the top assistant coach in oh, the nation. Must run in the family. Yeah, pretty pretty good. So is he coach. in line for a head coaching job? Uh, sounds future? like North Texas oh, is interested. Really? Yeah, they Imagine fired uh, Coach Schmedium over the weekend. Yeah, the, was he paid a bazillion dollars? Yeah, him, one point nine. Yeah, yeah, what forty four and forty. What are you going to talk about years? now that you can't say that on air? Anyway. Uh, we actually play the Mean Green next year, so uh, we'll have to come up with some new talking points. 
Uh, Heisman finalist Caleb Williams, of course, from USC. I think he's the odds-on favorite uh, to win it. Stetson Still? Bennett's, yeah. Stetson Bennett's a finalist. C.J. Stroud, Max Duggan, TCU. I, I don't feel like I, – I don't know if I'm getting older or what. Like, the Heisman has lost so much luster to me. Yeah, I don't get all excited about it. Yeah, I'm just not into it Because anymore. it's – is it because it's quarterback heavy? I mean – Probably. Yeah, I think – I don't have stats to back this up, but I feel like it used to be a lot of running backs. We even got the Charles well, like Stetson Woodson. only threw like twenty three this touchdowns year. This I feel year. maybe the last two years you just haven't had like a clear guy. Like Bryce Young won it, but you were like, I mean, yeah, he won it. He was good, but it but, wasn't a. Wow. And then this year, it's everybody's a favorite, and they drop off. Well, like you got to go back off. to like Burrow in twenty nineteen, that wow type of year. And, like, you know, I'm not a Burrow guy, but, like, that was a Heisman year. Yeah, there's like, there no were, doubt. There were Heisman moments during that year where you're like, all right, this guy's the Perfect guy. Perfect season, national championship. Like, it doesn't right. have that. Yeah. It, like, Caleb Williams, like, yeah, win the Heisman. Like so Everybody's well. got a bad a bad loss or two. Like, yeah. it's I So, I mean, it's tough because you, you want to you look at that Heisman resume and, and, and see no blemish. No, but you got I, blemishes over everybody's. And I don't know, like, you talk about running backs, receivers, like, who's great running backs? Like, by John Robinson's good at Texas. B. John Robinson. Well, the Michigan guy, but he got Corman, hurt. He got hurt. Yep. Like, there's just I don't know. Maybe it's because of the transfer portal. Maybe so, they take a year off. Uh, let, let's get into some Louisiana Tech. Um, a, a lot of news, obviously, surrounding uh, the football program. Of course, Bulldogs wrapped up a three and nine year uh, a couple weeks ago with a home loss to UAB. Uh, we'll start with this. Miles Brooks, one of the Island Boys, SFA transfer, announced today uh, that he'll enter. The 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, I don't know. I think he's a really good player. Lot, a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. He's entertaining. Uh, I think he's probably a fourth through sixth rounder somewhere in that range. You have to love his size uh, at six foot two. Uh, but listen, it's, that's going to be a guy. Coaches and teams are going to look at and say, "Yeah, we can develop him." Like, yeah. Well, and it, it's basically to boil down to like it does for a lot of guys. Like when you get into our franchise, like, are you going to put in the work? Right. Because when you get to the NFL, I mean, we see so many guys wash out so easily as far as not, like, not buying in to what it means to be a professional. And, and when you're a guy like Brooks, it's going to be a fourth through sixth round type pick. Like, you got to buy in immediately because you're not going to be afforded the opportunities uh, no that guarantee. a lot of those upper right, echelon right. guys are. So, um, also some transfer news uh, over, I believe it was yesterday or Busy Monday. week for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't think I've set the cell phone down. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, Mrs. BTB probably ready for this to be over. Yeah, she told me she was going to toss the old cell phone out on the oh, I-20. Oh, really? Yeah, I told her I had some business to handle, so <laughs> you might want to hold on to <laughs> it. Uh, bills, babe. Tech has added SFA transfer linebacker Brevin Randall. Of course, uh, Tech defense coordinator Scott Power came from SFA uh, prior to 2022. Randall was the 2020 Technically 2020, but really 2021 spring season, Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year uh, mm. at linebacker. And uh, in case you haven't heard, Tyler Grubbs has entered the transfer portal, so uh, Randall will get the opportunity to hopefully replace Grubbs. Yeah, see, that's a that's a that one hurts, but I I feel like maybe we saw that coming for a while. Felt uh, like it. Felt like it. Uh, Granted, he was he stayed on the old sidelines, had him a little clipboard, little headset during the games, but uh, yeah, not super shocked about. We know this you one. appreciate the old team leader that'll stand over there with the headset on. <sighs> I don't know if you can answer this on this here air, but uh, where do you see a guy like Grubbs fitting in? I mean, he it's a good question. Let me tell you this: his instinct through the roof, through the roof. Can yeah. the dude tackle? For sure, sometimes he can. 
Is he fast? No, he's not. Can he cover? Nope. Nope, can't cover. So where does he fit in? I, I don't know. Like I if think... he, okay, let me ask you this. If he takes a, I'm going to ask you if he takes a step down, a lateral, or a step up as far as school, where he goes. Give me a school if he's going down. Is Tulane a step up? They won a lot more games than we did. Okay, so I, I think he ta- like I think he ends up at a place like Tulane. Okay, uh, maybe an Arkansas State. No, Arkansas. just real Arkansas. The Hogs. The Hogs. You think he's going to play at the at Arkansas? Like I'm not sitting here saying he's a 70 snap a game guy at Arkansas. Okay, but like I, I mean, I also think let's be honest here for a sec. Everything that Tech relied on him to do defensively. Like I'm not sure his body holds up over the next couple of years. Yeah, maybe that's part of his decision. Saying and I it can't could do be. that. I like, can't have 18 uh, tackles a game. Yeah, and, and so like I'm not saying that like I'm not upset that he's leaving. He's obviously a very good college football player, but I, I think he ends up taking a step up. I, I do. I think it's a Tulane. It's an Arkansas. A, a mid tier Big Twelve. Maybe a Baylor's interested. You know, some not. He's not going to Alabama. He's not going to right, Clemson. Right. He's not going to Ohio State. But, like, there's an opportunity for him to obviously step up. Uh, the the other big name, and we'll get to it uh, more in the next segment as far as tech players that have entered the transfer portal, uh, which opened yesterday, Trey Harris, wide receiver. Yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts a lot. But it, not surprised one tiny bit. You're not. I, no, I think that was – I mean, he's he's obviously gained so much national attention. He, he's a player. Yep. So there's – Plenty, of, conference plenty of schools that need a dog. Like, I'm not shocked that he's gotten offers. And I think he's a power five guy, no doubt. No doubt. Like he, he's the one that has the highest ceiling. He can go. He can make a significant enough jump that it's extremely attractive. The guy. Let me ask that, you this: Would he have been better off coming back to Louisiana Tech and catching 85 balls for I mean, 1,200 yards, yeah, or I, going to Oklahoma and catching 45? I think you get lost at a place like Oklahoma. You look at the receivers we've well, had Well, I in think the that's past. where he's headed. Yeah. I, I think he's going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Tennessee, maybe an LSU. Like, he ain't going to Mississippi State. No, and he's just not going to – I mean, I hope he does well because I, I like the guy. But we've seen so many receivers come out of Tech that were just the guy. And they're in the NFL and still in the NFL if they act right. Like, why would you not want to be a, on a, on a spot, spotlighted on a team as opposed to being a middle guy – at a bigger school. Yeah. See, I, I get what he wants as far as showcasing your talent at that level. Yeah, and thinking you're developing with better coaching and all that. Yeah, I, I just can't wrap my head around, like, I don't know if it would have been best for you to come back. Like, catch 85 balls, 90 balls. Like like you said, like, in this era of college football, if you're good, like, they're going to find out. you. stand out, yeah. Like, they're going to find you. Like, especially G5, Power 5. Like, And yeah. Conference USA does not have stout competition. No. Come put up some numbers. Absolutely not. All right, we got Kane McGuire coming up at 645, coming up in our next segment. Uh, We'll discuss Louisiana Tech has 19 players in the transfer portal. Oh, boy. Here we go. College football free agency at its finest. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. 
Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This week on Sports Talk 97.7 FM, it's our annual Road to the Dome preview brought to you by the injury attorney, Jeff Guerrero, and our preview has never been this big with six teams in our listening area making it down to the Dome. We'll recap the season and preview this weekend state championship games with the head coaches from Union, Ruston, Oak Grove, Homer, North DeSoto, and OCS on the Edge and the Sports Company on our Road to the Dome special beginning this Wednesday on Sports Talk 97.7 brought to you by the injury attorney. Attorney Jeff Guerrero. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, back age, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. All right, Beck. Uh, Louisiana Tech, as it stands right here at 618 on Tuesday night, uh, Bulldogs got 19 guys in the transfer. Woo! I think that's second nationally. I, I was going to say, can you can you give me a little? Uh... Colorado State to twenty three, so uh, tough year for the Rams apparently. Yeah, uh, they're but... all going to Colorado because Dion's there. Yeah, apparently. Uh, didn't realize they were uh, at Colorado State. So, well, they might could play for the one and eleven uh, Buffalo. Maybe anybody could. Uh, so, looking at the nineteen players for the Bulldogs that are currently in the transfer portal, uh, we mentioned Tyler Grubbs, mentioned Trey Harris. Those are probably your two most significant losses to this point. Let me ask you this. As good as Trey Harris was, as good as Tyler Grubbs was, like, can you replace those guys? I would think that the commodity that you do replace them with is probably a little bit more unproven. Right. And I, so let's talk about the transfer portal for a minute. I think it's, a lot of guys. I heard somebody on the radio the other day just talking like, real a good established player. There's not that many of those guys in the transfer portal. The transfer portal is made up of unhappy players, yep. and a lot of times they're unhappy because they're all about themselves, hard to coach. Uh, so those are guys that you may have to take. Yep. They're uh, now the grad transfer thing is a little different, but I agree. Um, they're unhappy. They either are not good at all. Yep. Uh, didn't play didn't know they're never getting their shot or guys that uh, are are, realistically they're they're cut but that's a nice way of saying you're cut why don't you go ahead and enter the transfer portal without me just saying you're cut yeah so 
I think even last week, I was thinking about this this week, maybe a little conviction about what I was saying about going to get some dogs in the transfer portal. It's like, first of all, you got a hundred and something teams probably looking in the transfer portal for these dogs. You got seven or eight thousand players in the transfer portal, and there's not. And like, you got to evaluate why they're in that transfer. You got to evaluate why, and then if they're good, everybody knows it. Yeah, like you're not finding the guy unless he really like he's underdeveloped, like you're saying. And, and to your point about. You know, we're not going to outright say you're cut. You need to enter the transfer portal. A lot is made. I, I think I saw the number like a thousand guys enter the transfer portal when it opened on Monday. Yes, there was a thousand guys. In this era of college football, it's kind of been the player empowerment movement. I guess is the best way to describe it. Free transfers. Um, you know, NIL. You know, all these different things. Whether you like them, whether you don't like them. Here, here's the honest truth, though. If the players are going to have this power, which I don't know, like some say they deserve it, some say they don't, it's not up for us to necessarily determine that. But let's be honest for a sec. For a long, long time, a lot of people said college football coaches had too much power. Right. Some people still say to this day they make too much money, and it could be argued that they do. But did you really sit here and think that college coaches were just going to be like, yeah, Forget it. You got all the power. You can have it. You can have it all right there in your locker room. And we'll bow down to you in a sense. No, that's not what's going to happen. That's why you're seeing all these guys, like 60% of these guys that enter the portal don't find a home. That's a a large percentage. But you know why they don't find a home? Because they're not any good and their coaches told them to take a hike. Right. They said, hey. I'm not going to cut you, but you got to go to the portal. <laughs> My favorite thing, and I'm not going to say where I saw this, but, you know, the, the, the portal announcement. Yeah. You know, you got guys that get their homies to uh, make their friends to make them a graphic. Then you got guys that uh, post a notes section on their iPhone. Yep. And usually accompanied by a picture. Yep. Okay. My favorite is the guy that posts the old practice picture. That's a problem. That means you didn't get in the game. And if you're transferring, that means that you don't think you're ever going to get in the game. Probably not going to happen. Keep the picture off. Look, create a little mystery. Maybe you'll get a click or two. But if I'm a coach and I'm scrolling over a sophomore or junior that's got a practice picture, probably not my guy. Got 6,000 other dudes to check out. Probably not going to click on you. Uh, Richie chimes in O'Neill Gas text line. Of course, you can get us 888 It says Alabama has how many in the portal? I think Bama has 13. Like, but that, that, you can expect that from a school like that because there's five-star dudes yeah. three three spots back on the bench. I mean, yeah. But yeah. And, and listen, the tough thing is we've seen Tech play, take players, you know, in the portal from LSU in past years. Like, just because you went down there and you didn't play doesn't necessarily mean you're good. We've yeah. seen Bama guys like just because you don't get on the field at Bama doesn't mean you'd be great at East Carolina. Right. Like you could suck if you suck. Right. Like, and, you suck at any school you want. Yeah, and so I, I think that I think that's the one thing to be careful about. It's like, yes, Louisiana Tech has a ton of dudes in the transfer portal. But let's go through these names and it's like at the same time, and like I'm not saying this in the in a negative manner, but like They're probably never gonna play. Like half yeah, of them. Yeah, like you're cutting a lot of dead weight. Yeah. Which, uh, which you need to do. You have to do. And I now I'm gonna be honest. Like when you told me this today, throwing your little temp, temper tantrum, maybe it was yesterday. I'm thinking, that honestly, like, what we complain about with this team is lack of mental toughness. Lack of depth. Uh, I mean, the, Char- the FIU and Charlotte game, to me, were so telling as far as, like, 
how bad our dudes wanted it versus how bad their yep. dudes. They were not a better football team than us. They did not have more talent. But my gosh, did they act like they wanted to be there? Yep. All right. So I question. What about like what about these guys that were in year eight and nine of Skip's tenure and carried over into companies? Like, do we need to clean the locker room out a little bit? Do we need to get this mentality out of the locker room? It's a good point. I mean, it's a fair question to ask. So. I'm looking at this going, yeah, I'm going to miss Trey Harris. You're going to miss Tyler Grubbs. But, like, and maybe next year's a little rough. I don't know if it can get much rougher than three and nine. Listen, I don't think anybody has a problem. Like, if next year's five and seven and that's rough, so to speak, like, you can live with it if you see the progress, though. Yes. All right. Mitchell Taylor Grubbs, Trey Harris in the portal. Don't want to lose those guys. Nope. Beyond that, defensive end Kershawn Fisher. Had seven tackles for loss. He's a starting end. Did Tech rush the passer all that well? Huh. No. no. Tight end Ivan Thomas. Played in four games, didn't have a catch. Safety Christian Archangel. I don't think I need to say anything about that. Uh, <laughs> linebacker Kalen Villanueva. Transfer from Illinois. Didn't do much. Linebacker Kyrie Morrison. Start a few games. Like, probably a good depth piece. Yeah. But, like, if you're turning over depth pieces, I, I don't think that you're going to sit here and whine a whole lot about it. No. Defensive end Joe Mason. Another depth piece. Played some. Caden Ballou. You heard the name? Me neither. Um, Tyreek Gould. Walk on D-back. Cameron Booker. I don't know him. Chandler White. Don't know him. Linebacker Alan Walker. Highly touted recruit out of Georgia. Been here four years. Haven't heard his name called a whole lot. Safety Taz Marshall. He's been here three years. Linebacker Eric Barnes. Walk on. D-tackle Omar Sims. Running back Harlan Dixon. Flashed at times. But like... Marquise Crosby passed him up relatively easy here in 2022 as a redshirt freshman. Keon Henry Brooks. We thought he was going to be good. We came on this show and talked about his talent a lot. But, like, if it never showed up on the field, it's like, I can't right. wait any longer. No. Tyler Mansfield will walk on. Like, you kind of get where I'm going here. Like, you got 19 guys in the portal, but, like, Outside of Trey and Grubbs and maybe Fisher, like... You kind of need to say we lost three dudes. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're that, that upset. Like, yeah, like, it's going to be tough to replace a guy that had nearly 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns as a receiver. But at the same time, I got 16, 17 other scholarships freed up that I could probably add an additional piece that might help me. You look at the breakdown, it's 13 players on defense, it's four players on offense, and it's... Two players, Booker and White, I'm not sure what they were. But, like, you lost 13 players on defense from the worst run defense of the country. Yeah, not the end of the world. Might want to lose a few more. Might lose a few more. Joey Fresh says, Tyler Grubbs couldn't stay healthy a full season in the G5. Dang good when he plays, but his body ain't built for the sport. He certainly ain't built to make 18 tackles a game, Joey. Woo, it's good to hear from you, Joey. Uh, no, I'm with you, though. Like, if Tyler Grubbs, and I'm not banging on Tech for this, but if Tyler Grubbs doesn't have a whole lot of help at linebacker, like you said, like, I'm not sure he can take the beating. 
And, like, that's not against him, but, like, maybe he should go elsewhere to where it's like, hey, give me 40 good snaps on a Saturday. You don't have to have 120 stops right. for us to be successful. And that's not saying I don't want a good player around, but, like. That may make him a better player. Yeah, and I might, and I kind of get it from his point of view. But for the most part. But, you, I mean, it's sad for us because he was a guy that got no, playing time as a true freshman. You kind of got to. And he was a fan favorite. Fan favorite. No, I, he was, and I think Trey Harris too. Like model citizen, like not a receiver that strutted around and ran his mouth. Like he lined up on the ball and he got after it. Like were there times where he walked off the field because his toe hurt? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he did. Like I can get over too. that. Yeah. Like I, I, I can get over some of that, but at the same time, like for the most part, like if you're Sonny Cumbie and you're his staff, like do you want to build your roster around transfer portal guys every year? Absolutely not. No. But if you get a chance to really prop up your talent in scholarship 71 to 85, I don't think you're going to bat an eye at that either. Because at the end of the day, Sonny Cumbie went 3-9. and nine. This is going to be more of his roster in 2023. And so he's going to be like, you know what? If I'm going to lose again, I want to do it with my guys. No doubt. I, like, I don't know. Heck, when these transfers visit, he might give them a mental toughness test. Ain't wrong. I I ain't wrong much. I ain't wrong much. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. Give out give an old shout out to BC's daughters who are listening tonight. Oh. Peyton and Evie. Mom texted me and uh told me to be careful with the old language. A little oh bit. yeah, be nice. Yeah, don't yell so much. Watch yourself, BC. Go ahead, take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bienville Motors Facebook page. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bienville Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two Blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ. We're happy 
tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck, Ainge, John Taylor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Keep the text coming. O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line 888-993-7762. I got to ask you this, Beck, and... We referenced it probably, I think it was maybe after the Middle Tennessee game. You know, it was a 40-24 to win. We are feeling pretty good about ourselves. And we, we asked the question to ourselves, like, are we too hard on a first-year staff? Mm. Fast forward a few weeks now. We're here December the 6th, 15 days away from the early signing period. In regards to the football program right now, with where we stand, what you know, who's in the portal, who's not in the portal, back-to-back three-win seasons, like what Like what are we feeling? And I'm not talking about like, are we optimistic, like, oh, we're going to propel, like, how do we feel? Because like, I feel like, I want to hear what you say first. Okay, so I, I definitely, I've, I've we've talked about this at length, I, I I'm gonna. This is a weird year. Like this was a weird year. I'm not gonna go into depth. I've already done that. But to sum it up, a bunch of injuries. First year head coach coming into, you know, new everything. Okay. Uh, I think. I think I have a better understanding of where this team was when Cumby got the team. I, I, I do really think, think we were a mentally weak. I mean, I'm serious. Like yeah, way more than we maybe thought. And I don't know if that was – I'm not going to sit here and dog skip. I don't know if that was his last two, three years that created that. Um, but I don't – I this team just feels weak. Like, it feels weak. Do we have some talent and some dudes? Yes. In some spots. In some spots. But, man, like, that's a, that's the fourth, fifth year in a row that I felt like, man, if we're down ten points in the fourth quarter, like, it is done. Nobody's going to dig their spots Nobody's in and Nobody's going to do it. So, I've told you this from, from – for months, like I'm giving Cumbie another year, I'm giving him a full summer uh, to evaluate, to get some transfers. Like, but we can also point to a few things that Cumbie's done that we don't like. I agree with that, and and I'm learning to evaluate coaches. You know, like I'm I'm probably I'm probably stepping a half well, above this, an average fan. And this is oh zero doubt. You think? Oh, you're all in. Okay, so I think, but I'm, I also think this is the first time, especially since I've been running Bleed Take Blue, we've been doing the radio show. That we've had this transition, right, to a new head coach, right. We've seen it in other sports, first time in football, which football is in the limelight. Yep. But I think you make a great point, and it's what we've talked about for a majority of the year. Like I don't know how you ingrain toughness into a team. Now, you can say bring in a bunch of new players, and I get it. I agree with it. In fact, but those new players that you better bring in. The returners that are here, like they can't rub off. No, and they, they got to be the one that set the standard. Yeah, and it's got to be coaching from that. Like you get them in the room, but coaches have got to take it away. Like they got, they got to that next. Like it's got to have some action because it's got to be Oklahoma drill. It's got to be Friday something. night at eight when it's raining and it's cold. And I don't know how you do this. I'm not a coach. No, this, I agree, but I don't know how you, how you carry that culture across the line and change. Like I don't get it. Like. 
But, man, I just don't feel like it was – I was surprised at how not different the mental aspect felt on this team this year. Like, yeah, our play calls were a little different. We went for it a little more on fourth down. We, I mean, but we still lost to close games. We still look like we gave up. We still got absolutely outplayed by FIU and Charlotte. Like, just looking like they were actually having fun and happy to be playing football. And, and that's why, if you ask me right now, like, what, like, what do you think about twenty twenty three? Like, I, I don't know that I can actually get like overly jacked up about it because it's like, like, yeah, like, like I, I am certainly. Like not down on Cumby. No, no, not. But like at the same time, it's like, like what can shift in a single off season from a team that's going back to back three and nine years that's going to show up on September the second in Dallas against the Ponies and say, you know what, in this fourth quarter, the Ponies, whether we're down ten or up seven, like we're going to get to the finish line because, like right now, I don't see it. Yeah, and I'm struggling to see who's going to – now, maybe that's what we're losing in Grubbs and Trey Harris the most is, like, who's the guy that you point to and said, like, leave these guys? Like, yeah. have a little heart. Like, choose somebody out on the sideline. Well, we gotta, that, we're going to have a young team. That's a massive issue. Like, there's two, There's no vocal leaders. Oh, and in the next two years, I swear if we don't have a quarterback that's a captain, I'm done. I'm done. What are you going to do to express that? I don't know. Maybe take one more bye week. You know what? Like, we got to get a dude in here that cares. And I think Liddy, like, from everything we've heard, he could well, be that in. guy. He's in. But he's got to be good enough to be that guy. Like, you can, I agree. You can be. A, like, a, you can have all the. But you got to produce. You, no, to be a captain, you got to have the production on the field. If you go in there and say, guys, we're down 10, this is our game, like, there's got to be a shred of belief from the other guys, okay? That you can be the one to help lead that. <laughs> Just a shred. The first time Tech actually comes back and wins the game, like takes the game, there's no telling what I'm going to do. A whole sonnet book of poets or poems. I don't know. <gasps> I got to see it. Dave, get on the phone with the publisher. Holy smoke. There's going to be a lot of them. Oh, I, I'm with you, though, and I don't know. I it's got to be an entire shift in the culture. And Sonny Cumbie talked about, like, at the end of the year, following that UAB game, how he's got to, you know, reevaluate himself and reevaluate how he goes about his business. There's got to be some first-year nerves, you know? like There does. I agree. There's a lot of learning. And maybe you step back and you watch film and you go, what was I thinking? And maybe you jot it down in your little notebook. And maybe you give it to your assistant and say, hey, next time I veer this direction, slap me upside the head with this notebook and tell me about the time that I did that. And it was terrible. Like, maybe that's it. I don't know. But I, I, what I will say is we got to see Cumbie, like, change some things in-game. Maybe not everything that we want. Like, it wasn't the big stuff. Like, you come out of half and all of a sudden you just dominate. But, like, I, I, here's what I think. I, I thought, like you said, there were some questionable play calls at times. There's questionable play calls all year. Here's the thing, though. Offensively, like, like, I don't know if we can accurately judge the offense. You played four quarterbacks. Yeah. I think that the one that played the most was McNeil, and like you saw him progress throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, really did progress. Yes, I think friend of the program. Absolutely, I think Liddy's a freshman. I think he played like a freshman at times. He played like an experienced player at times. Um, he completed sixty-five percent of his throws as a true freshman, which is outrageously good. So, like, you have to hope that he can continue to progress. 
I think the offensive line, I think Nathan Young, we talked to Josh Moat last week, friend of the program. The offensive line, by the way, four players named honorable mention all conference USA. That's incredible. Today. I mean, we were like, are you killing, kidding me? I mean, two, three years ago we would have paid we would have paid a lot of money for that. Oh, I'd have paid more than a lot of money. I'd have sold my soul. But we still got every quarterback we had get hurt. I mean, it's unbelievable. So the offensive line improved. Running backs, Peter Hopkins did a good job. We know what the receivers were. The thing that concerns me, outside of the play call, I thought our game management struggled at times. Yep, a little sloppy. Run game defense never got better. Yep. Safety play was very, very poor. Very poor. Special teams, like, I don't know what the heck was going on. That's got to be, I mean, whatever you were doing, you go do the opposite. I mean, like I don't know what's going on. Five block field goals, extra points, whatever you want to call them. Like I was talking to people this week, and it's like, like, do you really think like a lot of people when you talk about five block field goals, they're going to point to, oh, well, maybe you're kicking it low. Mm-mm. Like, do you think Baby Barnes just started kicking it low? No, he like didn't. no, like that's absurd. Like Bucks got to oh, watch the film. Yeah, exactly. And uh, tell me if he's kicking it low. Yeah, watch the film. Uh. Getting to some uh, all-conference selections today. Uh, First-team selection receiver Trey Harris, uh, portal. Uh, <laughs> defensive tackle, Keevy Rose. That would kind of surprise me a little bit, a first-team all-conference defender. Your defense gives up a lot of yards on the ground. And we don't really get very many sacks. Must have been a, must have been a like, light, light talent in the old position across the league. I don't know. Possibly. Not Possibly. banging on Keevy. Great honor for him. Uh, punt returner Smoke Harris, second team, the Island Boy, Miles Brooks, headed to the NFL. Uh, second team, kick returner Smoke Harris. Uh, and then the honorable mention selections, Josh Moat, offensive mm. line, Dakota White, offensive line, Carson Bruno, offensive oh, line. For the, oh, friends of the program. Dude, do we just talk to the best of the best? Or no, we, may, we, need to get, we may need to get them back in the studio. Ask him about the honorable mention honor. Well, make it. We don't talk about Bruno. Talk about Bruno. <laughs> Offensive lineman Burt Hale. Uh, running back Marquise Crosby. And then cornerback, another one of the Island Boys, Willie Roberts. It'll be good to have Willie Roberts back in 2023. Yeah. Honestly, we were uh, we were one or two Island Boys away from having just an atrocious – I mean, not even not – even <laughs> You think the tissue paper bad. of a defense? I mean, if one of those guys goes down, I, I just think the defense in particular, like, like you watch, and I'm not even talking about like watching like Michigan or watching Georgia. Like, you just turn on other teams, like they just fly around. It's like they're in positions, and they just like they don't arm tackle. Like they thump you when they see you in the hole. Like well, you got to be more physical. We got a defense. couple of problems. We sure, for sure need to be more physical, but we also need to. Be there because there were several times they uh, made not it, quite fast made it ten to twelve yards down the field before they even got touched. Yeah, old UAB running back still running. <laughs> Had himself a good year. I'm mean, so guess I, he was first team. I, all I guess all in all, the uh, of course. I guess all in all, from a feeling perspective, like I think the you made the best point about you know you of course you got to be more mentally tough. Yep. But I also like for me, like I just feel so lost in the dark like like i don't know what to think i don't know what to believe like i'm not saying i'm pessimistic i'm not saying i'm optimistic i just i'm kind of stuck here waiting waters in well the two middle three of and nine ocean. seasons will do that it will i agree and now we got excuses for both seasons if we need to bring them out and but feel the thing a little is, better the guy the kids in that locker room can't feel that way no and i think they did 
I think they still do. And that's what concerns me. It's like, how do you get that out of your head? Like, do you bring in Bryce Young to play quarterback? I mean, I I dogged the bowl streak for a long time. But I tell you what four or five bowls in a row will do. It'll make you start believing you better be in a bowl game. Oh, let me tell you something. I'd pay a lot of money to be playing in the Bahamas here in a couple weeks. Yeah. You and I probably would have gone this year. Oh. Hey, the next bowl game can be in Anchorage, Alaska. And hey, I'm, on the f- I'm not going out. to that one. I got some enemies up there. Not going. <laughs> but, hey, like, I'm dying for a bowl game. Like, give me a five and seven. We're in a bowl game because we're smart bowl game. Like a little independent bowl action. Yeah. My goodness, I would love a matchup with Eastern Michigan at this point. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back, Kane McGuire join us. We're going to shift gears, talk some Dunkin' Dogs basketball. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today, find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline, Louisiana Tech SID, Kane McGuire. Kane, it's good to talk to you again. You too, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Let's get into. Let's go back to before the season started. Obviously, uh, Talvin Hester was hired uh, back in the beginning of April. 
Uh, you've seen coaching changes, especially in basketball, throughout your tenure uh, at Louisiana Tech. How would you describe this transition? Obviously, it's a little bit different uh, with Talvin, obviously, knowing a lot of this roster that he was walking into. Yeah, it was the same way for me. You know, I, I knew, you know, with him coming in, what what was, you know, being walked into when it came to my profession and um, working alongside the men's basketball head coach. You know, I started uh, when Mike White was going into his second year of coaching. Uh, and then, of course, um, was heavily involved with when Eric Conkle came on board and all six years of spending time with him. So I already had that built-in relationship with Talvin. So, you know, there's just there was really no transition period of trying to get to know him. Um, but I will say there was a transition period of getting to know him as a head coach uh, because it is extremely different having a relationship with an assistant coach uh, versus a head coach. So um, that's been a transition, and you know we, we've certainly grown um, closer in that aspect um, during his time so far as head coach. And, and Talvin mentioned today during the press conference just, just about the differences between being an assistant, co- assistant coach and being a head coach as far as you know some of your responsibilities from a – a radio standpoint or, you know, getting to a a press conference or whatever it might be. Uh, From your point of view, does that, you know, do you kind of take on more of a role of communicating uh, maybe more than you would be with more uh, more experienced guys per se? Yeah, I think so. You know, instead of me walking over into the uh, men's basketball offices and just sitting down in his office and having just a random chat when he's an assistant coach, Odds are, if I go over there and need to see Talvin, I need something from him. Yeah. So, um, it's 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 different from that aspect of, um, you know, especially once you get into all these TV games and and making sure the TV talent wants to, to speak with him and, um, of course, any any needs that he may want from me, whether it's my opinion or whether it's certain uh, particular stats that he wants or just any sort of feedback that he wants. It's a, you know, it's a two way street of of having a a great relationship. Uh, with the head coach of any sport that, that I've covered throughout my time here at Tech. And, and you look at this team, obviously so many returners. When you talk about Kobe Williams, Isaiah Crawford's back. We, we could go on and on down the list. David Green, I know Will Allen's in his second year with the program. Um, the buy-in factor, and Talvin's talked about how important that is and how you know a lot of coaches these days, and rightfully so, they, they kind of have to maybe walk on eggshells when you talk about the transfer portal. We're not going to get into all that. But the buy-in, can you feel that as a guy that, you know, you're not in practice every day, but at the same time you travel with the team, you're around these guys and kind of have seen how they've conducted themselves, uh, whether it was the foreign trip this summer or even into the season uh, eight games in where we are right now. Yeah, I've definitely seen it, Ben. I haven't been able to see it as much as I want to. Um, unfortunately, with the, the new job, I don't have as much flexibility to be able to to wander out there on the court and, and, and watch more practices as I want, but um, was certainly beneficial for me um, to go to Puerto Rico because I had not spent hardly any time with the new staff. Um, so be able to get out of the office and leave the country, literally, um, and spend time with them and, and, and get to know them and know their background, learn about their families, and, and build those relationships. It's important for us to build those relationships internally. And, um, so there's definitely buy-in on my part, and it's growing, but Certainly the buy-in from the players, just because Talvin has, has touched so many of those players before, and now he's just being heavily involved as a head coach. and the, he's, uh, he's, he's demanding, and, and the players know what they're going to get from him. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. Um, he lays it all out there as is, and um, it's certainly a, 
a little bit of a different style from um, from what Eric Conkle did. But I mean, there's way more than one way to coach basketball. So, uh, but the buy-in is certainly there for sure. You, you look at this team. Obviously, now winners of five straight. They're six and two overall. Getting set to travel to Wyoming, uh, long road trip on Saturday night. Uh, the, the trip to Birmingham, when you got a chance to face off with Alabama A&M, Sanford, and Tennessee Southern, uh, obviously three road wins or you know neutral site uh, in the case of Tennessee Southern. Uh, how big is that for a basketball team, especially early in the year in non-conference play? Well, I, mean, I think it's definitely big, especially this year when you're you're playing twenty conference uh, games, and you know we're opening up conference on December seventeenth um, versus. You know, you're typically opening up conference right after Christmas. So um, conference is starting about two weeks, give or take, um, earlier. And certainly with a new head coach, new assistant coach, completely new staff and a new system, especially defensively, uh, you know, we, you, know, you obviously want to win, but you, you want to get better quicker, if, if that makes sense. So um, it's, uh, it's certainly been a transition period. But, I mean, I, I think the growth is – is there, and I think we grew a lot on that weekend in Alabama. You can see it in the numbers. Um, defensively, um, the team is getting better and better and better. They're, they're, they're definitely not there to the point to where Coach Hester wants them to be, but um, the identities are there. I think guys are really starting to fit into their roles, which I think is very important because it's crazy to think we're already a, a quarter of the way um, into the regular season, but um, definitely important for us to continue this trend um, before we we strike and, and go out to El Paso and face UTEP on the 17th to get the USA play started. Kobe Williams averaging over 18 points a game. We, we've seen him throughout his tenure in Ruston. He's getting the opportunity uh, this season to play off the ball a little bit uh, with the emergence of the freshman Jordan Crawford. Uh, did you ever think he had this scoring capability with the efficiency uh, that he's playing with, or, or do you think it's more of now he's just getting that opportunity uh, to really attack teams on that offensive end versus, you know, maybe trying to, to get the team more of a, in an offensive set in years past? Yeah, I'll probably give you the dull answer and say a little bit of both, but, but honestly, I really think it is. It is a surprise to me that uh, through seven games that he's played, he's averaging 18.3 points and shooting at the clips that he is. I mean, he's, he's one of only two guards in the country right now averaging 18, at least 18 a game, and shooting at least 50% from the field and 35% from three. And if you go back and look at his shooting numbers as a freshman and sophomore, I mean, from three, I mean, they're, they're hovering around 25%, 30%. But, you know, and crazy to think, his shooting numbers started going way, way up when he hurt his hand. <laughs> and he had to basically kind of reshape his shooting style in order to play in the NIT. And you remember it. I mean, he goes off. Um, I mean, he hit tons of threes um, during that NIT run that we had a couple of years ago. So ever since then, those jump shots, those shooting numbers have gone up. And I think he's certainly even being way more efficient, too. Um, he's getting all these numbers without being a high-volume shooter. Um, not like a, it's like a Jordan Walker at UAB yeah. who averages like 20 shots a game, you know, 25 shots a game. I mean, Kobe's, you know, sitting sort of in that 12 to 15 shots per game mark, and he's still getting 18, 20, uh, had 26 earlier uh, as, a, as a career high. So um, it has been a surprise to me, this jump that he's made. But it also does make sense with the style that he's playing now. He's not strictly point guard, um, has to be a little bit more pass first 
score second. Um, playing off the ball has certainly given him more opportunities, and you know, not having Junior um, there to to get most of the scoring done. You know, you got to have somebody that leads the team in scoring. Everybody does in the country, but um, Kobe has certainly uh, impressed me um, with his efficiency. I'll, I'll put it that way. Isaiah Crawford obviously went through the two ACL injuries, comes back, you know, seven games this year. He's averaging 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, 53% from the field, 38% from the three-point line. Uh, we've kind of joked a little bit, you know, after two ACL, he's probably lost a little bit of his athleticism. It just feels like night in and night out, Isaiah Crawford kind of just does what Isaiah Crawford wants to do, that old man at the Y style where he just plays winning basketball. Have we seen a guy at Louisiana Tech with his style in, say, the last 15, 20 years? Gosh, I, I haven't. Not, not someone that, that affects the game of basketball in so many different ways. He can shoot it. He can go isolation, a.k.a. his nickname, ISO. Um, you know, he can rebound it. He can pass. Um, steals, like... It's just it still baffles me, honestly, Ben, how we won 24 games last year without Isaiah Crawford. I mean, just think about it. Like yeah. he he does everything. I mean, he he plays point guard. He plays one through five. Uh, he plays every single position on the floor, and he can do that um, effectively. He, he's never gonna he's not gonna jump out at you in one particular stat. Like, I don't think he's gonna go end up averaging 17, 18 a game. Like even the, his sophomore year when he played the entire year and was thirteen all conference, he averaged about thirteen points. But he just does everything else um, at a at a high level. And so uh, those guys are rare. People sort of like your five tool baseball players. Like he's a five tool basketball player. Quandre Bullock, Taron Williams, two guys that um, young in their basketball careers. You know, obviously getting their first real opportunity to see extended minutes. Uh, at the collegiate level, Drayvon Mangum's a transfer from Radford uh, that's playing key roles. We mentioned Jordan Crawford. Does it feel like to you, seeing this team in you know courtside in every game, that the role players that are surrounding the Kobe Williams, Keaton Willis, Isaiah Crawford really embrace their roles? Uh, really, I guess exactly how you would draw it up if you're a head coach. I think so, and you know. It seems like at least the past few years, you know, I, I go into the year and I see the roster. It's like, man, we got a lot of upperclassmen. I just really don't know when these newcomers, how many minutes they're going to be able to play and how they're going to be able to contribute. Uh, but I swear, every single year, uh, they do. <laughs> I mean, whether it was Junior's first year and Isaiah when they came on board, uh, Day Day's first year, like, I mean, you can just go through year in and year out um, where either freshmen, or incoming players, transfers like Quandre and, and Drayvon, end up carving out a role for themselves and playing a, a, a crucial part um, in the success of, of this program. And uh, what Jordan Crawford is doing as a freshman that True. had zero Division One offers and was going to go to like a JUCO in Montana, and he's you know one of the top uh, passing freshmen in the country next to to Casey Wallace, who was a five-star recruit that went to Kentucky. Like that's just. That's amazing. It just really is. Um, the, the, the type of talent that has come through here, um, albeit from high school, a transfer, and, and they've been able to carve out roles and, and, and play, you know, important spot. Like, I mean, we don't, we don't win against Sanford without Quandre Bullock and, and what he did coming off the floor. We just don't. And, and Drayvon certainly played well the last couple of games. His, he's starting to figure things out. So it's just, you 
know, it's a, it's a growing process for newcomers. Um, I definitely think so. And um, in so many years, they, they, they just they, they surprise me um, in how quick they're able to, to just get into a lineup, even heavy, you know, upperclassmen where you got your Keystons and your Kobe's and your Isaiah's and, you know, Kenny third year and like all these guys yet. Um, they still figure out a way to contribute and be big, big, big factors for us. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Long road trip to Wyoming. Obviously, game tips off at 8 o'clock Central Time uh, Saturday night. What's that look like for you all from a travel perspective? Is it pretty normal as far as flying out on Friday? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was kind of upset that we weren't able to hit that direct from, from Shreveport to Denver, and then I think it's about an hour and a half, two hours on a bus to Laramie from there. Um, so we'll we'll do our classic connect in NDFW, um, get to Denver and, and bus up. Not sure exactly. I mean, it'll be a long travel day as they typically are. But you know, you're traveling 1,200 miles away. It'll be fun for me. I, I haven't got to mark off a new state um, in about four years. So never been to Wyoming. So uh, I'll get to do that. And of course, whenever I saw we were playing them, whenever I first found out about it, I was like, oh gosh, that's going to be tough. Not only because it's Wyoming and elevation and, and mm-hmm. that stuff. But, I mean, that, that team is good. Very good. Um, I know it's, it, it's easy to, to look at their record right now being 3-5, and five and they've lost four in a row. But, I mean, they're just they're missing their best player. That, that's just what it comes down to. Not having Graham E.K., who averaged 20-10 and 10 last year, who I actually knew a, a lot of just because of all my Kenneth Lofton Jr., uh, diving into research, you know, last year, you know, Junior was he was like top three or top four in the country in usage percentage per team. Guess who was number one in the country? Well, Graham E.K. from Wyoming. Like that's how much he, they, he was used last year. Um, and I don't know if he'll be back. I know he's missed he's missed uh, entirety of this season so far. But um, there, he's a huge reason why they're they're not who they were supposed to be. You know, picked preseason second in the Mountain West, coming off a huge, huge season of winning 25 games and getting an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament. Those, those don't grow on trees. So, um, and returning a lot of players, um, it's been a surprise to what's happened to them so far this year. So it's got to be a massive, a uh, challenge, um, and one I'm certainly looking forward to, uh, to seeing how the dogs do against the Cowboys. Absolutely, thanks, Kane. We appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Thanks. Kane McGuire, Louisiana Tech SID, join us tonight to talk some Dunkin' Dog basketball. Uh, I believe that game out at Wyoming uh, on Saturday night, 8 p.m. tip. I believe it's on the Mountain West Network. Uh, not sure how much that's on the old cable subscription, but uh, I don't know. Google it. Come to Bleed Tech Blue. I'm sure we'll have a link for you. Maybe a bootleg link. How's that sound? Perfect. The old tape special. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. 
Hey, DQ fans. December's got two, count them, two Blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC Beckers, John Tabor, Sports Talk at 97.7. I want to thank Kane McGuire for joining us in the previous segment on the O'Neill oh, Gas yeah. Hotline. 888-993-7762. Call us or you can text us. Uh, Lady Texter is also off to a 6-2 and two start. They'll host Vanderbilt on Thursday night inside the Thomas Assembly Center. So, a uh, nice little matchup for Brooks, Brooks Store and her squad. Uh, as Kane mentioned, Dunkin' Dogs actually have... Uh, I believe just three non-conference games remaining before conference play starts up in the middle of December on the road at the UTEP Miners. Uh, on the gridiron, the Miners are known as the old snooze fest. Not sure what they're known as on the hardwood. But, Beck, I wanted to ask you this. We, we've talked about this a little bit. And we said it begs the question. Transitioning back to football. What are realistic expectations for Louisiana oh. Tech in this era? Because like, oh, in this whole era, not just like I thought you were about to ask for next year. No, like in this whole era, like because let's be honest with ourselves, transfer portals changed some things, NILs changed some things. Uh, obviously, conference realignment didn't exactly go the dog's way. Like realistically, like we talked before Kane came on, you were like, "Just give me a bowl game." Like, is that the realistic expectation year in and year out? And you know, maybe, heck, it's been 11 years since we won a conference title. Right. We're being honest with ourselves. Right. Shout out to the skipper. Right. I don't know why I took that shot, but I needed to. Uh, realistically, like, what what, like what can be expected or should be expected? You know, I, the part of this question, it's like, do, do, we, do we stay a team that's going to be 8 and 5, 7 and 6, maybe the 9 and three year is our ceiling or do we 
go for it every couple years and then have a couple years like we're having right now. Like, yeah. what what do you want as a fan base? And I talked about it before. I mean, I, th- I think it's it's money, you know, and I don't think – I think what we had with Skip where we had a couple of those years that – you know, we were always in the top couple teams as far as conference championship, and that was fun to, to be up there. And we were frustrated that we never got across the – over the hump. Over the hump. And that was frustrating after being there. But that's what you do. You get to a place, you stay there for a while, and you get complacent. Now we're way below that place, and we're just begging for it. Here's, here's what I think is so difficult. And, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking pity on Tech's fan base. But, like, you know, I, I want to sit here and say, like, I'm not totally opposed to being that, that program that makes one run at it to potentially go 10-2, and 11-1, and 12-0. I can live with three and nine for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, and obviously you can't guarantee anything. But here's the thing: to be honest, we live in the piney woods of Ruston, Louisiana. Like the fan base, it ebbs and flows no matter what. Like, like next year, if Sonny Cumbie turns the program into seven and five, eight and four, like we're not going to magically see twenty two thousand people back at Joe A Stadium. Like right. I, I truly don't believe that. And so, like. Uh, that's why I kind of lean towards like you. You might be better off just building that consistent winner, seven and five, eight and four, in a one-off year. You might go nine and three, ten and two when the non-conference schedule is a little bit easier, and hopefully you win a conference championship every six or seven years. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's the expectation of the administration. I'm not saying the AD Eric Wood. I think his goals are far higher than seven and five, eight and four. But I also think, beyond Eric Wood, to get to a consistent seven and five, eight and four, you can't be the program that does the bare minimum either. No, like, like I'm fine with it, but like you got if, if that's if that's if you're the program that does the bare minimum, you're gonna wet, the, the stars are gonna have to align. You're gonna have to get a guy that ends up being a stud, probably a quarterback, and the rest of the league is gonna have to suck for a little. Sorry, Palin Navy. Is you know. They're going to have to be terrible. Now, that can happen. The stars can align, and you're going to need your quarterback not to get in trouble and be suspended for two games and then take yourself out of the conference championship. Oh, That's going to need to be something that happens. Stinger! No, but but that's a great point, though. That was the year. That was the 13-1 season. Mm. Blame the quarterback. Blame the administration. I blame them both. Blame the head coach. Blame whoever you want to blame. But, like... Like it, it, and listen. If Skip gets that thirteen in one year, like probably walks out of here pretty gracefully. Yep. They probably build a building and name it after him. Probably so. The Skip Holtz Indoor Practice Facility. Yeah, be cold, cold day. Are they building that? Ah, uh, about to start. I think. Okay. I hadn't seen it. Uh, hadn't seen the old. Uh, I mean, but I mean, literally. Like I mean, Ben, we can't predict the future and said we would have won out, but literally would have. One, I'm gonna call it a tiny decision. I mean that that literally could have changed the trajectory of tech football. Just take the black and just mild take, instead, or or just make them run some stadiums. You know, maybe don't suspend them. Tell them you're gonna run till you puke. And run, hopefully they can make themselves. That puke. is what the foundation of American football was built on. Run till you puke. And these guys now, no. Oh, come on, Coach. I'm transferring if you're going to make me run till I puke. <laughs> I'm in that portal, baby. Bunch of softies, Ben. 
Hey, if there's only 7,000 people in the portal, I'll make it 7,001. That's right. I'm going to go find me a coach that ain't going to make me run. Got to ask you this. Back to the point about mental toughness. Got a old text on the old personal text line. Um, Said from coaching uh, the last six years, I can promise you, you can't teach toughness. You have to recruit it. Some guys are naturally tough and gritty. Some aren't. No matter how hard you try, you can only go so far with guys who aren't. They'll eventually cave in and fold oh, when the pressure gets too And I big. agree with that 100%. And it's a sad reality. I agree There's with that too. There's no, absolutely no doubt this generation is softer than they, than they, they used to be. I'm part of it. I, I'm soft as can be. That's why too. I'm in the studio. Well, Little armchair quarterback. While we're behind the radio mic instead of being Still on YouTube. Still got the old plexiglass in here so Taves doesn't get his germs on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are soft. That's a good point. Like, you can't teach it. You can't. You got the, you got everything you got to worry about now. You got the CTE. That's about as far as I'm going to go. I'm just saying, like, you got to worry about. You. I mean, two-a-days aren't even a thing anymore. No, but, like, you joke about, like, Coach, you make me run too much. I'm going to the portal. Like, that's not outrageous. That's why I played baseball. It's not outrageous. And if that's how I think, I know that's how they're thinking. Like, what do you what do you think a guy like Sonny Cumbie thinks? Like, like you love coaching ball. Yep. You love everything that comes with ball. You love being in the office at 530. You love watching the film. You love uh, painting the helmets and putting the stickers on. White tee. White tee. Uh, you love it all. But from when you played back in 2003 to where we are in 2022, I bet he has a heart attack. Well, that's what I was about to ask. What? How old is he? 40. Okay, well, you already – so, 2003. He fell in in love with the game probably 15 years before that. Yeah. Fell in love with the game. I know. The game ain't the same. It ain't the same, Ben. Like, do you ever think he sits back in the old recliner, looks at the old wife, and is like, holy cow, like – What do we get ourselves into – I How gotta have I this adapt to camera this? in the locker room for recruits to come in that rotates in 360 degrees for their Snapchats. Otherwise, we ain't got a chance to get them. That's I, what I gotta do. And I don't need two wristbands. I need a whole dead gum dozen. The recruiting is where I would be like, what? What oh, is I'd this? Lose it. I'd I lose would. My mind. Yeah. And you, but you can't. You sure as heck can't get them to come here by saying, "This is oh, where tough old school." No. No. You got to buy the white helmet for the recruits. That's right. You don't see recruits in the red. Well, you might. Probably not. I don't have facts about that. But that's a good. You 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 talk about painting the helmets. I saw something the other day. I'm not going to mention what school it was for, but it was a, a f- time lapse of, of a equipment manager getting a, a helmet ready for a college football game. It took thirty minutes for one helmet. We got to get the most charismatic equipment manager for La Tech on the radio. I'm going to ask him about what all it takes to get Shout ready. out to the equipment staff. I don't know if it takes 30 minutes to get the dog's helmets ready. If it takes 15, there's a hundred of them things. Cam Ayers, if you're listening, we need you in studio next week. It's happening. Clear your schedule. You can bring a helmet. You can do a live demonstration here in studio. We'll give you 30 minutes. You can host the show with us. All 90 minutes. Go ahead, take our final time out. We come back, we'll put a bow on it. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. The 
snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. I'd say we've had some pretty That's decent a, discussions. For a non-football game show, I thought it was pretty good. Didn't even have to get into the recruiting class yet. I was waiting for you to send me the script today. It never happened. And here we are. We talked our faces off tonight. When's the last time I sent you a script? COVID year. Uh, When's the last time you read the script that I sent you? Never read them. Exactly. I got a job, man. You're a hardworking man. That's right. Um, By the way, big recruiting weekend for the dogs upcoming uh, yeah, explain to our listeners, like, the end of the season, what is Cumbie and staff doing right now? Yeah, Typically, so give, give us the rundown. Staff's out on the road recruiting all week. Uh, they leave Sunday night. Uh, like, every week for the next month or two, or what yeah, is it? Every week leading up until signing day on December the 21st. I believe it's a Wednesday. Okay. So they finish the year Friday after Thanksgiving. Saturday after Thanksgiving. Saturday Thanksgiving, and right then, after that. They had their exit meetings with all their players, and then they hit the road. Okay. Um Dead period will start after that early signing period until, I believe, the first weekend in January. Which means they cannot recruit. Will, yeah, and then also, you can text and call, but... You can't go see people. Mm-hmm. So they're out on the road recruiting right now. They'll come back in on Friday afternoons. They'll host recruits all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for official visits. Players will be in hotels. You know, the whole shindig, they'll show them the, you know, all the sweet spots in Ruston. Right. Uh, Chili's, you know, wherever. Yep. Um, and then uh, they will head back out on Sunday night. They'll do that every weekend leading up. They ha- had recruits in this past weekend. Mentioned Brevin Randall, SFA transfer, uh, commits. Another big weekend this weekend. 
should see a bunch of names coming in uh, with the portal officially open on Monday, this past or yesterday. Right. You can or for FBS guys, FCS guys could enter. I believe ten days earlier. So that's why you saw Randall got to visit this past right. weekend. So now you'll start to see some transfers. Of course, your high school commitments and all that will visit over the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested in all that, um, bleedtechblue.com, nine ninety five a month. Yeah, this is the time when I feel like Bleed Tech Blue really uh, provides we thrive. Thrives good. Inf- I, it ain't me because I don't. I'm not a big recruiting guy. But just to hear all that, that's a lot. Uh, I think that's I, exhausting. And you got to be on. And you're trying to communicate to these i'm not even gonna say well, the word convince hitting. you're gonna communicate to these guys like hey we care about you like you got to be engaged yeah and the players back here are they've started winter workouts like okay. they didn't get many days off no like they're hitting it hard uh conditioning weights whatever how many different do you have any is it changed but how many different coaches are i mean like is there three groups out there is it five of groups players no like of coaches going to different places Oh, all ten, all ten coaches are on the road. Like but different they, spots. Yeah, but are they pairing up? Or are they? I mean, what? They'll they'll pair up like in the evenings when they go to an in home visit. Okay. So you you host in home visits. You get a a set number of in home visits every cycle, and so they'll have in home visits in the e- generally in home visits are you know probably guys that you get a chance during the day. You're visiting high schools, you know, in your recruiting area that you're assigned gotcha. to. You know, if okay. you got New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette. Visiting with coaches, asking who's your guys. Yeah, who do like, you like? How can I get to know them? You yeah, know, you know, and it's not just such a different part guys. of their job. Oh, absolutely, and I think that you know, you talk about the family aspect of it. This is worse than in season. Like, oh yeah, because the the dads are gone the entire week. Yeah, there's week. no coming home at nine o'clock. And when they're home and on you Friday to Sunday, yeah. like you're still not seeing them too much. So that's kind of the life of a college football coach. And uh, like I said, bleed take blue. Real quick before we get out of here. Uh, how much are we loving Dion Prime, Coach Prime? Oh, and Coach Prime! I don't know if you watched his YouTube his speech. It's on the YouTube, but uh, he ain't afraid to wrong. say anything. No, I don't. I don't have a. Pro- I mean, I think number one, you expect that, but that's Dion. But he he just said what everybody's thinking. Like I y'all agree. were one and eleven. A lot of y'all ain't gonna be here. I'm coming, and I'm bringing some dudes. He said some Louis. He said I'm bringing uh, some baggage. Is that what he said? Some Louis. Some luggage. I'm bringing some luggage, and it's Louis. Louis Vuitton, mean he's bringing the cream of the crop, aka his hey, son will ha- play quarterback. Have you? Did you see his tweet Shocker. today? No. His tweet today was. Oh, he, I did. All these players tweeting about how they got an offer from the University of Colorado. They need to start be tweeting. I'm committed to the University of Colorado. I'm Coach Prime, and you know where to find me. And I'm like, okay, Coach. Prime. I mean, he's going to resonate with I an love awful it. lot of dudes. I love it. Oh, I mean, and- like I saw an A and M transfer go in the portal, and he goes. He tweeted out, "I've always wanted to live in Colorado." That is awesome. He's gonna—I mean, whether you think it's it's proper or not, the way to do it—it's like uh, he's unapologetic. First of all, all these dudes grew up watching highlight videos of Deion Sanders, and also he's gonna resonate with. I think it's so. And listen, and I've heard it's it's the Deion show. Oh, it is. He's probably got his little entourage that follows him around. I'm I'm Coach Prime. It's working. Listen, I'm I'm not a. When's the last time Colorado football was relevant? It's been a long time, like Cordell Stewart, like way back in the 90s. Uh, but I give him a lot of props. Like, he went to Jackson State and HBCU, made them relevant in a hurry. Was that because of his recruiting? Or is he a football like, is he Is he doing any of the no, football work? I don't think he's doing much of the coaching. Okay. He's hired really good assistants around him. He just hired at Colorado. So then he goes to Colorado. 
a team that's been dormant for years. Yeah, they used to be pretty good. Yeah, they won an 11 this year. I appreciate that, too. Like, yeah. he's not just going to the cream of the crop, and I don't know if they necessarily could. Yeah. But, like, he wants to be the guy that builds program, And I can appreciate that. And, listen, he's got a little bit easier with his ability to recruit. But you talk about hiring coaches. He just hired Kent State's head coach to come be his OC. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, recruiting's a very large part of this game, and maybe he identified, like, I can do that. And it's I like, can, and he gave half his salary to the facilities Jackson upgrades State. at Jackson State. So he's not. I mean, he's put his well, money and, where his mouth is. People want to talk about like, can Dion coach? Like Dion don't have to coach. Like if he hires the right assistant, he's like a he's like an AD of the football team. Like exactly. There ain't nothing, and he, that may be the new model. You mentioned his, we got Cumby doing everything. You mentioned his entourage. Like he's hanging out with his entourage during the day. Yeah, being Coach Prime, he is. I, I love. I can't wait. Listen, oh, it's I, an exciting experiment. Oh, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I can't wait. So it's been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Kane McGuire, Louisiana Tech SID, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week for Beckage for our producer, John Tabor. I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Be, and you don't know you don't know like the uh behind the scenes with agents chris and with with other people like uh or or i don't know maybe uh you know there's it some is relationship that they're the only team right but but the idea is they're not going to play stafford who's that guy wolford their backup yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah i mean he's like nothing special and you put him out there and you see, you know, stafford's hurt you know what I, like you really don't know i don't know what the future of matthew stafford is i don't even if, if like, I think the caller's suggesting that they just did it to keep him from San Francisco. And well, let's say that were the case. It's still, it's a million dollars. I mean, you it's know, relatively nothing. speaking, that's and, nothing. And if that's all it was, Chris, they could have done that and he wouldn't be starting Thursday. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it was just we'll to keep away. we'll see if he is. We don't know if he But I'm just saying, that. like, that's the report. He could, he could start right. Thursday. Uh, let's go here. Uh, sorry, my cheap phone. Okay, here we go. Uh, Rick in Seattle, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up?